Our last thrilling installment ended with a man smashing someone else's computer with a chair. And that computer, which I think is probably sentient, calling out, Help! Help! I'm being murdered! Fortunately, Jerrica and the gang actually hear this, which feels like a fact they could have shared with us at the end of the previous episode. Unless... You don't suppose they were indulging in a little narrative subterfuge to amp up the suspense, do you? Perish the thought! Synergy is obviously fine because she cooks up this quick Golden Girls disguise for the holograms, and if they'd actually been the Golden Girls for like five minutes, I would completely have a handle on each of their characters now because seriously, Blanche, Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia embody classic dramaturgical archetypes right out of Joseph Campbell, whereas these four embody... one of them being Jem and the other three not being Jem. Speaking of Jem and not being Jem... If you ask me, Jerrica Benton and this Jem dame are the same person. Oh, that's impossible. Eric, not only do you suck, but it turns out you're quite stupid. Oh, and apparently the computer didn't even get smashed. It's only a hologram. Well, that trick felt a little stale on Transformers after about the 30th time Hound pulled it, but surely that's the last time we'll be seeing it on this show about a magic hologram producing computer, right? Just like Jerrica's gonna tell her purple-haired boyfriend that she's really Jem any second now. The band disassembles Synergy and hauls her away before Eric and his latest thugs come crashing in to do whatever dumb bullshit Eric intends to get up to. This is the last time they make a fool out of me. Eric, I think that's about as likely as those other two things I just said. Anyway, now Synergy lives at the Orphanarium with Jerrica and the band. They commemorate this by singing a song called She's Got the Power, but since she doesn't also have the touch, it's hard for me to find much to latch onto here. Also, like so many of the hologram songs, it's all chorus and no verse. If your song structure is lagging behind high school punk bands, maybe it's time to go back to music school, ladies. Then Honor Jar Ashley shows up at Eric's office to give the Miss fits their money back, and Eric's all, yes, this is perfect, just leave her here alone with me, and the misfits just do that? Which seems bad. Meanwhile, the holograms are preparing for the Battle of the Bands, and Kimber is taking slightly longer to pick out an outfit than the other three, so maybe that's her character? Likes to look pretty a little more than the rest of them? Then they get a phone call from Eric, who's apparently taken Ashley hostage. Because I guess you can just take someone hostage by being in the same room as they are and saying, you are now my hostage. Because visually, there is absolutely no other indication of this. He demands that the holograms meet him at the drive-in, and just as they're about to go do that, this purple-haired idiot walks in. I know you too well. Do you, though? Eric throws his apparent hostage back with the misfits, insisting that they have to do what he says to win the battle of the bands. Really? I'd think having better songs than the other band would be the best way to win, but what do I know? Ashley spends about a third of the episode being chased around the Misfits' dressing room, which is exactly as thrilling as I'm making it sound. And then they cram her into a trunk anyway. Stormer almost lets her out, but the other Misfits call her out for being a narc, and she caves. Which just serves to illustrate the old adage, you can lock an orphan in a trunk, but you can't lead a Misfit away from whatever instrument it is that she plays. The Misfits play a song called Taken It All, and I'm not doing a bit here, guys. The song is legitimately better than the last, like, four or five gem songs. I seriously think they could win this thing on merit alone, but that isn't how Eric rolls. No, Eric wants to settle this thing by leading the holograms to the parking lot of a now-abandoned drive-in, recently abandoned by them only ten minutes earlier in this very episode, and threatening them with, you guessed it, some thugs. Purple-haired boyfriend discovers Ashley in the trunk, which is conveniently driving by on a forklift. Seriously, you couldn't just lock her in her dressing room for the two and a half minutes it took you to play that song? So now he's on the case. Well, they're sure to be rescued now. Except, hey, guess what? They don't actually need rescuing since Jem just has Synergy make the goons think there are lions and cops in there with them. And if there's one thing a thug is more afraid of than being arrested, it's being mauled by a lion. 
She's really got their number. Then purple-haired boyfriend shows up with the actual cops, but no lions, just slightly too late, which feels about right. And the holograms show up and start playing just as the MC is about to call the contest for the misfits. But again, music is magic just isn't as good a song as Taken at all. Like, the first song is objectively better. But as amazing as it would be to watch Jim and her friends go through all that nonsense just to lose the contest, we all knew how this was going to end. Outrageous! Yeah, okay, Kimber, we've all heard the theme song. So Jerrica gets control of her record company, but Eric is there in her office, and this happens, which, boo, Eric, you suck. I would have rather seen Jerrica haul off and pop him one instead of purple-haired boyfriend being all chivalry, m'lady. But I guess he needed one single win in these five episodes, because his girlfriend certainly isn't going to tell him about her extremely obvious secret identity, apparently. 